Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Hey there, seasoned athletes. Welcome to the show. So today I'm going to talk about something a little bit different. I'm going to give you a little backstory as to why I'm going to talk about this topic and why I feel called to talk about it today. So I have been perusing a lot of different Facebook groups lately. I've mentioned this in other episodes I've done. Um, I've been perusing some Facebook groups lately and just seeing what the temperature is in the room with women in particular in regards to how, how we're feeling right now. How, how, how are we all doing? And I'll go ahead and ask you that. How are we feeling right now? How are we all doing? I want you to reflect yourself as you listen to this episode because you may hear some of the things I'm saying and be like, oh yeah, she's talking to me. So particularly in groups, uh, Facebook groups that are spaces for women athletes, I like to see you know how y'all doing. Because let's face it, we are now in month 10 of the pandemic. Everything kind of really started happening in March. We're in month 10 of the pandemic. We're also in December. So getting close to the end of the year. And when we have a new year under normal circumstances, there's always a lot of optimism, a lot of hope, a lot of thoughts around a fresh start. And, you know, we all want that, right? We want that more than we've ever wanted that before. But we're also seeing reality of the situation, which is we are in a pandemic. We are still going to be in a pandemic in January, and we don't know when that's ending. You know, we have hopes of a vaccine, but in all reality, the lives that we're living now, that's a life that we're going to be living in January and in February and in March. And so that's why I've been peeking around on these groups and on some of these threads where people are talking about this and getting the temperature of the room, as I mentioned. So here's what I'm seeing, you know, not if you agree, but these are women that tend to live fairly athletic lives normally, like they are driven by being fit, driven by athletic competitions and races and events. And, and that hasn't happened in a while, like these types of events have not happened in a while. And we don't know when they will be in any sort of regularity. What I'm seeing is uh, people talking about how they're feeling lost. They're feeling unmotivated. They're feeling a little bit hopeless. They're definitely feeling lonely. <laughs> you know, being, being stuck at home for so long and not being connected to, you know, the communities and friends and things like that. And, and some are talking about how they're starting to feel depressed this is real. This is really real. And I wanted to talk about this because, again, we're heading towards the end of the year. We're heading towards this like new year, new you messaging that we're going to start hearing. And I wanted to help you all give yourself grace and give you some tips on how to get back to you because you might be feeling a little disconnected with you, with who you identify as, with who you would like to see yourself as. And the life you're living right now may not resonate or may not fit with 
your vision of the life you'd like to be living because we are stuck in certain circumstances that are outside of our control. And that lack of control can be problematic. You can be having a hard time with that. I know many people have a hard time with not being in control with everything around them. And so I wanted to talk to you about how you can give yourself grace and get back to feeling like you again in this world that we're in, in the context of this world that we're in. So I'm going to talk about a few different topics and hopefully give you some actionable, workable tips to help you give yourself grace and get back to you, even if it's in small ways. Okay, that's what we're here for today. So this is a bit of a departure from the normal, you know, rah, rah, Let's pursue our athletic potential. Let's see what we can achieve in this world. And, you know, age is just a number and age is no limit on what you can achieve. I'm all about that life and I'm still about that life. But sometimes, sometimes you have to take a moment and take a step back and just be like, hey, how are you doing? Are you taking care of yourself? What do you need to do to take care of yourself? Because that's that's huge and massively important. It needs to happen before you can think about, you know, pursuing bold goals and stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone and all the amazing and wonderful things that I love talking about on this show and all the stories that we share on the show that reflect that. Okay, so we're going to just bring it down to bare bones and simplicity right now because it's really, really important. And I think at least some of y'all listening may need to hear this right now. Okay, so let's talk about this year. Let's reflect on this year now that we're in mid-December. Let's reflect on 2020. This year has been nothing short of traumatic in so many ways. This year has been an upheaval of your life. And I'm saying this to you, but I'm, it's me. It's all of us. It's been an upheaval of your life. It's been an upheaval of your routine. You may have gone into an office every day. You may have gone to a gym to work out. You may have gone out and about in the world, go to brunch with friends, all of that stuff. And now we're in a place for the most part where we can't do any of that. You know, we are only seeing friends on Zoom. We are figuring out how to exercise at home if that's even happening at all. You're working at home. You might be homeschooling your kids. That is a massive upheaval. Like no two ways about that. And as a result, it's an upheaval of your goals. You know, I, I like to look back at the beginning of this year because it's almost comical now. But I held I held a workshop in my in my gym, an in-person workshop in my gym at the beginning of the year that was all about how 2020 was the beginning of the decade of ageless. I just came into that workshop brimming with hope, brimming with optimism and just pouring it out to everybody in the room because who knew but that's how I started this year it was like hey we're starting a new decade we don't get to do that all that often it's every 10 years what are you going to do with this decade and then life threw us the biggest curveball in the world and everything I said in that workshop is you know fairly irrelevant today but you know that's where I was at that time and now now it's time to take a little bit of a different attitude, right? To be realistic and connect with people with where they're at right now. And that is like, you may not be facing this new year with a whole lot of optimism. You may not be facing this new year with big goals and big plans and big vision boards for yourself. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. The fact is that this year has been filled with a lot of loss in a lot of different ways. And even if you didn't feel direct loss by, you know, the traditional definition, you maybe you didn't lose somebody, but you have felt loss in many different ways. You know, it's okay to take stock of that. 
for those of us who love living an active lifestyle and love living an athletic lifestyle, there's a lot we have lost as well. You know, this weekend that the weekend prior to when I'm recording this right now was the fifth anniversary of my first Spartan race. And my Facebook feed was filled with, you know, in my memories feed, it was filled with posts about how this was the fifth anniversary of my first Spartan race. I got an email from Spartan saying, happy fifth anniversary of your first Spartan race. And I knew that I would have been running races that this past weekend at the same location where I did my first one in Castaic Lake here in Southern California. And it's funny because, you know, last year... I ran that race and it was pouring rain. It was freezing cold. They made us wade through neck deep water. It was one of the most uncomfortable races I had ever run. Fairly miserable at times. But, you know, I look back on that and it's like, oh, I'd give anything to get to do that again. Right. Like at the time, it's like, this is the worst. I hate my life. But, you know, perspective. Right. I'd give anything to do that again. And then this past weekend where it was sunny and beautiful in Los Angeles, I know that it's like, oh, it would have been a glorious race weekend. It would have been so gorgeous and so fun. And we don't get to do it. And that's a loss. And that's a loss that, you know, if you're listening, you might have a similar experience because you might be driven by these similar things that we don't have these races, these competitions, these athletic events that for many of us, myself included, drive our training, drive our fitness, give us a reason to get up when it's cold outside, bundle up and do a hard workout, you know, even if it would feel much more comfy to stay in bed, you know, without that, that reason, without that goal, it makes it much, much harder. And that's a loss. So as a result, you might be beating yourself up when I've read these Facebook groups and watch these women share their stories, which I love that they're willing to share these stories openly, and it gives them a chance to connect with others. But they're sharing these stories, and they're beating themselves up. They're they're feeling like a failure. You know, it's like when you when you're normally when you're used to a life where you're active, and you're disciplined with your fitness, and it's not happening because you're in this cycle of trauma. And your life has been turned upside down, and your routine has been turned upside down, and the things that drove you disappeared you might feel the need to beat yourself up. And you might feel like, well, I'm a failure. I'm, you know, I'm a piece of crap. Like, you might be feeling that. And I'm here to tell you that you don't need to beat yourself up, (laughs) that you have every reason to have taken a step back. You have every reason to be in the place that you're at because you're experiencing trauma. And we have to adjust in these situations. And we're still figuring it out. Because I haven't ever been in a pandemic before. Have you? Have you been in a pandemic before? No, I wasn't alive in 1918. I haven't been in a pandemic before. So we're all navigating these uncharted, murky waters that are constantly changing, because we don't know what we don't know. And we're learning as we go. And so this is where I want to extend to you the offer to give yourself grace. Maybe you need to hear it from somebody else. Give yourself grace during this time. You're figuring it out. You're doing the best you can and you're figuring it out. And that's fine. And that's enough, right? So it's okay to be where you're at and understand, know this, you are not alone. You are absolutely not alone. You may feel like you're alone, but you're not. And I see that because again, on these groups, one person comments and shares her feelings and 10 other people echo those feelings. We're all here. We're all experiencing this in our own ways. And whatever way you're experiencing it is valid for you. And whatever way I'm experiencing it is valid for me. You're not alone. And you're not a failure. 
Okay. So if you need to hear it from someone else, I'm here to tell you that. (laughs) All right. Now that we've acknowledged that it's time to give yourself grace, I want you to keep that front of mind as we start looking forward to the coming weeks. Because as you know, this is the time of year where you will be inundated with messaging around a thought process that we are conditioned to have around this time of year. I'm talking about New Year's resolutions. I'm talking about New Year, New You. And this year, it's likely to be even worse because the phrase quarantine 15 has been invented and somehow this has become part of our lexicon. Can I tell you how much I can't stand (laughs) the phrase quarantine 15? Like, don't put a catchy buzzword or buzz phrase around losing a bunch of weight all at once or just the fact that we, again, are in a trauma and we might have gained a little bit of weight. It's not a catchy little quarantine 15. It's just life. We're living life, okay? All right. I'm and rant. Anyway, we're heading into the holidays and um, these holidays, much like Thanksgiving, have a big eating component. And you'll be told that you need to think about limiting your portions or earning your meal, all that same stuff you heard around Thanksgiving. You're going to hear about New Year's cleanses and detox and clean eating challenges. You're going to see ads in your Facebook feed and influencers all up in your Instagram feed hawking products designed to help you lose weight fast. And with all that in mind, I just want to remind you that your body size does not define you. That exercise is not a punishment for what you eat, but actually a celebration for what you do. And when you start thinking that way, it changes your relationship with exercise. So I want to repeat that exercise is not a punishment for what you eat, but a celebration of what you can do. And with what this year has been for so many of us, adding pressure to lose weight because we are in a culture that has been conditioned to idealize thinness, especially for women, that may not be the best plan as far as your mental health is concerned, and possibly even your physical health too. So remember, with all this New Year, New Year stuff that's about to happen, we are entering a very weird and different holiday season and nothing's going to magically change on January 1st. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself mentally and physically and understand that those two are intertwined. Add movement that feels good. Eat foods that fuel your movement, but also rest if you need it and enjoy holiday meals because food brings people together near and far. Get in touch with the little things that bring you joy and do more of those things now And as we head into the new year, it's not about making big sweeping changes. It's about getting back in touch with the little things that bring you joy, whether that is exercise, whether that is rest, whether that is talking to friends, even if we have to do that virtually. Little things that bring you joy and do more of those things because that, that my friends, is the big step you can take to get back to you. So with that in mind, let's look ahead to the rest of this year because we're heading into the holidays and we're heading into the new year. And as we do that, you're going to see some marketing um, designed to make you feel crappy. So you buy what they're offering. (laughs) That's what it's about. So here's some buzzwords that you're going to hear. First of all, quarantine 15. You're going to hear that all over the place. Like, take my word for it. You're going to hear quarantine, lose the quarantine 15 in marketing all over the place. And I urge you to not get sucked into that because Quarantine 15 is a marketing thing that was made up and there is no quarantine 15, you know, wherever you're at is wherever you're meant to be and there's a reason for it and you don't need to shed 15 pounds quickly. It's not healthy, first of all, but you don't need to be conjoled into losing 15 pounds quickly. You know, you're going to see ads for quick weight loss products And they're aimed to make you feel less than where you're at right now. They're designed to prey on your insecurities, which are, of course, heightened and they're steeped in diet culture. 
I'm here to encourage you not to not to fall into the diet culture trap that you can be healthy without falling into all of that, that you're likely healthy without falling into all that, that whatever you have been doing is fine for you right now. And whatever you do moving forward is fine for you. And that we are in both a holiday season, a New Year's season. Um, Holidays are usually where feelings of trauma are heightened. And again, give yourself grace during this time. Don't feel like you're reading the stuff that you see and don't let it make you feel like less than the amazing person that you are, okay? I just wanted to take a moment and talk about this new year, new you marketing. You don't need a new you. You are you. You are awesome, okay? And you're going through something and you're gonna get through it and you're not alone, all right? So instead of falling into the new year, new you, the resolution, the quarantine 15, the weight loss products, the the things that these shady marketers want you to get into, I want to encourage you to take small steps to take care of yourself. Put yourself first. I have a membership program. It's called Age Up. And in the membership program, we have themes every month. And it's, it's primarily a fitness membership, but I really want to help the people who are in my membership really discover and learn how to take care of themselves from the inside out, the whole person, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that, because that all plays a role into how you live. And that plays a role into fitness. Fitness is just one part of the puzzle. But if you're missing something mentally or emotionally, if you're struggling, it's going to present itself in your physical behaviors, your drive, your motivation, your energy, all of that. So I like to really help you from the inside out as a whole person and not just as an exercising human, right? In my membership right now, we're doing me first month. And I think the the women in my program are probably surprised about that. When I say we're going to do a challenge, they probably think I'm going to make them do a push-up challenge. But no, we're doing me first challenge and me first month. And the me first challenge, we actually have a bingo board with tasks that they can all do throughout the month to take care of themselves. Just little things, little things like, you know, buy yourself something, take a bubble bath, read a book just for fun, just small little things that that make you feel whole, that make you feel like you. And that's important because in the midst of everything going on in this year, you might feel like you're losing that piece of yourself that makes you you. And that's what we need to get back to. So you can take some small steps to take care of yourself by putting yourself first. So this is sort of a challenge I'm issuing to you as a part of this episode and going through the rest of this month. These are just small things you can do to help you feel like you again, because that's important. Number one, work on boundaries. Boundaries are really important and you might have lost track of some boundaries over the course of this year. So I have three areas where you can work on boundaries. Number one is family. And as we head towards the holidays, you may need to put some family boundaries in place to maintain your sanity and your peace of mind and your own, you know, mental and emotional well-being. So, you know, making sure that you are not making yourself 100% available to your family at all times, but make sure there are boundaries. If that is something you want to do. Everything I say here is with the caveat of if that is something you want to do. But what kind of boundaries do you need to place on your family? Or what do you need to communicate with your family to ensure that you have the time you need to do what you want to do? So an example I like to say is if you're if you want to focus on fitness, 
Make sure that your family understands what times are your sacred workout times. What time, what blocks of time are for you that they should not interrupt. They should not ask you to do something. They should support you. That's your time. Um, the more you can communicate your boundaries with your family, the more likely that they're going to be to respect those boundaries. So do that, do that level of communication. It also helps to bring them in to your experience so that they don't, they don't feel left out and it might help them feel more inclined to respect your boundaries. So communicate when you need time that is for you and make sure that they're respecting that, that this is your time. Um, work boundaries. So, you know, many of us are working from home. Our schedules are a little more loosey-goosey. And as a result, you may find yourself working later and later, you know, staying up late to do some work that you miss during the day. What kind of boundaries do you need to put on your workday so that you have time that is yours, that is not work-related? And, I, you know, I'm saying this for me, too. I've been working on weekends. I run my own business. I've been working on weekends. I need to make some boundaries for myself as well. I'm giving this advice for myself just as much for you. Um, and then time, time boundaries. And a great way to practice time boundaries is morning and evening rituals, particularly around bedtime. Because if you are staying up super late, later than you want to stay up, possibly doom scrolling on Twitter, or just scrolling on social media or whatever you're doing. Is it affecting how much sleep you're getting at night? Is it affecting your energy during the day? Is it affecting your ability to exercise? Could you make just a minor tweak to your sleep schedule and make a big difference in how you feel during the day? You know, something my husband and I do is we we are in bed lights out eight hours before our alarm goes off the next day. And ever since we've been doing that, I've had a lot more energy in my day. I used to be the person that fell asleep every single time we watched a movie on the couch. Every single time. <laughs> I used to be the one that fell asleep. And now that we really focus on being in bed with the lights out eight hours before it's time to get up, I can actually watch movies again. So I actually get more time to enjoy the things I want to enjoy because I'm actually getting more sleep and getting more rest. So it took practice in the beginning. It was not easy for me to fall asleep as early as we go to bed. We go to bed at nine o'clock almost every night. Uh, it was not easy for me to do that at first. It takes practice to get used to a new bedtime to change your circadian rhythm. But once you do, then it then it's like, I can't even stay up till 10 o'clock, <laughs> like even if I want to. So if you practice doing certain rituals to help you get to sleep at a time where you're going to get enough sleep at night, do those things. Some of those things may be turning off screens 30 minutes before bed, you know, journaling, reading, reading makes me sleepy. So whatever you need to do to get to bed early, those evening rituals, and then in the morning, what kind of morning rituals can you do when you get up? Can you place your phone far away from your bed so you don't just wake up pull out your phone and start scrolling for a half hour. Can you get up, start journaling or do a little bit of movement or stretching? What can you do to just make small improvements to take care of yourself and putting yourself first and feeling good before anything else, before any responsibility in your life? What can you do to take care of you? And then from there, do those small things to put yourself first every single day. Do a little thing that you enjoy each day. Do you like reading for pleasure? Take 10 minutes to read for pleasure. Do you like going for a walk outside? Take 10 minutes to go for a walk outside. There are small things we can do to take care of ourselves that we often neglect because we're too busy taking care of other people. We're too busy putting everybody else before us. And as women, we really, really do that. Like we're conditioned to do that. So what small things can you do every single day to put yourself first? Even if it's just one thing, one thing, 
you know, think about that. Think about that and practice that when it when you want to change a habit, you don't want to throw in a million habits and try and change them all at once. You try one. So what's one small thing you can do that that'll light you up every single day? Try that out for the next couple weeks. See how that feels. My next suggestion is to move daily. Move daily. We sit a lot. You're probably sitting all day working from home. Get up and move at least once an hour. Get up and move for five minutes at least once an hour at the very, very least. Move your feet, move your legs, stretch out, do some stretches. And of course, if you have time to do a short workout every day, that's going to make you feel even better. Of course, (laughs) of course. But move daily. Your body craves movement. Your body is meant to move. Your body is not meant to sit all day. And when it comes to my clients, the people who tell me about, you know, hip pain, glute pain, it's because I tell them it's because you sit most of the time and your muscles are shortening and you're not stretching them enough. You're not moving them enough. So we do need to move every single day and it will help you feel like yourself just a little bit more. And then finally, you know, if you're still struggling, if you're still feeling like there's, you're feeling hopeless, you're feeling lost, you're feeling unmotivated, you're feeling like a failure, you can't get out of it. That's when I suggest get help, get help. You know, there are professionals who are here for you that will help you. So talk to whoever you need to talk to, whether that is a therapist, whether that is a coach, uh, whether that is a friend or a family member, connecting with community, connecting with people who get you, get that help. You're not alone. You may feel like you're alone because we're all in isolation, but you're not. So find ways to connect with others and then get help professionally if you need to. Okay. So again, this was a different kind of episode, but you know, as we're in this, as we're in mid-December, as we're heading towards a new year. It was important for me to give you this opportunity to sort of reset your mind, reset your heart, reset your soul, understand that, you know, you may be isolated, but you're not alone in how you're feeling and give you some really, really simple, basic tips to help you get back to feeling like yourself again. Because once you feel like yourself again, Then you can start thinking bigger. Then you can start thinking bolder. And then you can start stepping into empowering activities, things that light you up, things that empower you, things that push you and challenge you. But you can't do that if you if you don't feel like yourself in the first place. Let's all commit to that together to to make these small steps to get back to feeling like ourselves. And of course, to giving yourself grace. Okay, give yourself grace. If you ever start feeling like you're in that the shame loop where you're or the shame spiral or, you know, that you're feeling, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like who you see and you're feeling hopeless about it and, you you know, but you don't want to get up and move like you just you don't want to do anything like come back to this episode, come back here and give yourself that grace, you know, know that people love you love yourself. And together, we're going to lift each other up. Okay. All right. So here's to here's to new hope. As we move into the new year, even if we can't see it yet, we're going to create it together. Listen, working from home can be hard. And working out from home can be even harder. Figuring out when you can fit a workout in what workout you should do how often to work out. It can all be so stressful. And that's if you even have the motivation to exercise in the first place. That's why I put together the five must-do things to rock your at-home fitness and get the results you want, which you can download for free at robinleggett.com guide. 
This guide will walk you through some simple action steps you can take to amp up your motivation and easily fit home-based workouts into your daily life. In turn, you will boost your energy, feel better than you have in a long time, and get back to crushing your goals. You can download the five must-do things to rock your at-home fitness and get the results you want for free at robinleggett.com guide.